Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, we're back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. I'm Mike Rags. Going to bring Chuck Curry here in a second. Thanks for listening on uh, Whoa, Whoa, 1190 and 107.5 FM. And if you got the podcast, uh, thanks for downloading it. Tell all your friends. Make sure you rate and review us and uh, share us with all. And we've got a busy show today. Lots to get to. Some uh, bad news if you're looking for Wonder Woman Christmas time, that's for sure. Unless you own HBO Max. And we're going to get to that in a couple of seconds here, too. Uh, Vince Vaughn's got a new movie in theaters, Chuck. He's actually a lot of headlines uh, because that video popped up again of him and Donald Trump a couple of months back. Um, he actually did an interview that was quite interesting explaining to it, and he was quite right. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about his really weird career, some highs, some lows, some interesting um, turns on direction of what he wanted to do. Um, and we'll go through it. Uh, most of the time, I enjoy him on the big screen. Um, and we'll see what happens this weekend with Freaky being released. Kind of a uh, happy death day vibe to this new movie coming out, Chuck. Let's bring in Chuck Curry right now. Um, decent buzz on the movie, Chuck. But again, nobody's going to the theaters, so I'm not expecting too much from Freaky. Well, here's the deal, Mike. Uh, it's getting good reviews, like 88% positive on RottenTomatoes.com. The trailers are cool. Is some, some sort of buzz uh, opens. Number one, like... Um, let uh, let him go last week. Kevin Costner does mm-hmm. the same box office, four million. It seems like other than Tenant, if you take Tenant out of the equation, because I had a massive marketing campaign at one sure. point, so there's a lot of awareness. But most of these films are opening around four million. It's really interesting. Um, well, you got to remember too, Tenant opened. We were a little, little bit of a lull for the virus, so here, 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 and now we're that. back with a full force of the virus yes, coming back. But, but here's what's interesting, not interesting, but if you're if you're one of the studios, and also I just want to preprecise that uh, Freaky also has the same deal as a lot of these films, a streaming deal. You can stream it. You, you, I believe you can stream it. Yes. Uh, so it's it's the, the, the it's a it's a basically it's a it's a okay theaters we're going to do you a little bit of a favor you need some product we're going to give it to you but we want to get the best return on our money so we're going to double dip i understand the concept yeah really nothing um nothing really nothing wrong with that in this in this environment it is what it is it's got to be done um or nobody's going to see any movie to be honest with you because like i said there's now a increase in cases so people might be even even more skittish and i think more you know in a few weeks, Chuck, we might be seeing theaters close down altogether now. Has here, any here, talk, here, they, let me ask they, you this. And is okay. any talk of, of your theater closing um, through Christmas or something of that nature? Not yet. Not well, yet. I mean, we're going to we, we are going to we we, are, we operate a single a three screen independent nonprofit theater in East Stroudsburg. We have no intentions of closing unless they restrict us to close. Uh, we're doing about uh 12 to 15 people a night uh, with with uh, two, two or three movies. Last week, we did Casablanca. We did two films, Let It Go, which is a newer release. And then we did Casablanca for a week, uh, you know, Midland. I think combined, we had about uh, 75 people for the week. I mean, it is what it, it is. We're closed um, Monday and Tuesday. So we're I would, I would imagine you're seeing Wednesday through Sunday. I would imagine you're seeing a lot of repeat viewers, uh, Familiar yeah, faces. Certain, certain people that are comfortable coming. But if you look at that four million dollar opening total, which is pretty consistent, it tells you that it's an easy gauge in terms of the studios knowing, OK, this is the amount of people willing to take the temperature to step inside a movie theater to see a movie. There was a story that I was reading yesterday in the major trade variety, which is the you know linchpin, along with the Hollywood Reporter. I believe they have now merged uh, of news in, in Hollywood. With Warner Brother, Warner Brothers' decision, which has to come soon on Wonder Woman 1984, they got three decisions they're contemplating. One, they completely throw it on VOD streaming, which is not. We're actually gonna... talking about HBO Max is where it's right, going to debut. Here, here, and, you know, the, the, this, the second would be they just kick it to next year in the summer, and uh, the other option, which they reportedly seriously contemplating, would be give it a theatrical release in December on Christmas Day. And then in a couple of weeks, kick it on HBO 
Max, here's the thing. I we think that's about, what's going to win, by the way. I think that's what's going to happen. Here's the thing. We talked about this last week uh, with Downton Abbey when I told you about the year-over-year comparison. With Downton Abbey, last year, opened the $33 million or $31 million, right around there, almost $300 million worldwide, and got a profit of $88 million. A profit. You could do a lot with a $88 million profit, Mike. Yeah. I just can't see. I can't see the HBO Max thing with Wonder Woman 1984 maximizing anywhere near its potential. Having said that, the studio might say, hey, 2021, who knows? It could be Christmas 2021. They're saying there's going to be a vaccine by April. Some people say sooner. It's a, it's a 28 day. The Pfizer vaccine is 28 days apart between shots. It's two shots. So you're talking about, I hate saying it. I, I don't want to say it, but the summer's movie season 2021 could be a bust. Right. Yeah. Good. Well, Chuck, you're talking about a movie made eight hundred and twenty one million dollars. The original. This right. one would have made a billion dollars. It would have would have made a billion dollars. I. So you're wa- talking to you're talking about a two hundred fifty million dollar profit. Yeah. You're not getting that on HBO Max. Mike. No, I, no, I, I don't know why. Why not just wait? I don't I don't hear people clamoring for this movie. I need to see it. Get it on something so I can no, see I it. Agree. Most I agree. people will wait, you know, Um We've already seen the comings and goings of some major movies that they thought was going to make some money in the summer going to stream only. This is different. This is something that they can wait on because it is a superhero movie. It is something coming off a red hot original. Um, I just don't see why the urgency to get this movie out there and has to be done now. Do it on HBO Max. Wait it out. If it turns out that they can't, the summer's not looking good, then I can understand. All right, we got to get this movie out there. But what the hell's the rush to get this movie out? Like we were talking a couple weeks ago. I don't know if shelf life is going to hurt these kind of movies. Because I don't think it will. I don't think it will. The same with Bond. I mean, I mean, is it big? There's a big difference between the James Bond and Wonder Woman holding in a can versus if something was already played in the theaters and he's trying to re-release it. Like if let's just say hypothetically we went with a 41st anniversary of Beyond the Poseidon event. <laughs> it's only going to have so much. Gas in the tank. Yeah, yeah, you would be the only one there. And then maybe Carl Malden's grandson. That's about right. it. But I mean, if I haven't seen Bond before and I haven't seen Wonder Woman 84 before, I, whenever it comes out, I'm going to see it. It's, uh, my, yeah. antici- my anticipation is not going to win. It's not. It might even go up. I it mean, might. It, yeah, uh, I and I, I might have, listen when this is all said and done. I get my double inoculation from Pfizer. I might feel good about life again. You, you might be right, Chuck. Uh, I don't understand why they feel like they need to get this movie out there and just eat all that money. I, I don't understand. I, but you know, it, I'm, I'm going to give you uh, something I read. I found very interesting. Disney, right, gave the quarterly report last week. They lost $580 million last quarter, primarily from theme park closures. Right. They need those theme parks, Disney, right? Absolutely. But here's the big positive. Disney Plus, which has been out one year since the launch, they now have 73 million users. Pretty impressive. Yeah, they did well with this. They, Hulu, any, it, Hulu, which Disney acquired up 28% year to year, now 36 million subscribers. And I didn't know this, and I'm glad I did. Netflix, take a guess how many subscribers they have. Overall now? Yes. I would say 150 to 200 million. 195. Wow. Yeah. And so I don't have a calculator in front of me. So 195 million times $14.99 a month, right? <laughs> On average. Yeah. Now you know how to get produce a $100 million movie. Yeah, that's true. A, that's a lot of coin, Mike. That's every month. <laughs> every month. Every month rolling every, over. That's almost a third. Over. Chuck, that's almost a third of the population of America. Now, here, here's the argument for Wonder Woman 84 on HBO Max. Here's the argument. It gets people to subscribe yeah. and it could get a lot of people to subscribe. A ton of people. Yeah. And, and then you build, and then you just constantly build, you constantly build on that. And yeah, you might, you're, you're not going to make what you would in theater. You won't, but you're growing something. You're growing, you're planting a seed that like Disney and what Netflix has done. That's really going to grow. Yeah, I just think there might be another tentpole movie you would do that with other than a, than Wonder Woman when you have a potential chance to make a billion dollars in theaters. No, I, I get it. Listen, like I said, you're not you're not going to equate. It's not even going to be comparable to what you could do in a theater. It won't. No, 
No, but uh, listen, we know that But uh, if you don't have the theaters to play it in, what are you supposed to do? There's nothing you can do. And I, I like I said, I think that you might start seeing theaters shut down again through the holidays just to get through the holidays. And because the, the virus is starting to spread again at a rapid pace. So, uh, yeah, we'll I see just, what an happens. idea just popped in my hook. Christmas time. Re-release hook. Spielberg's hook. Make people feel good again. No, yeah. uh, you know, again, re-release it where, Chuck? <laughs> I mean, you you, you might be the last theater open. I've gone to the movies a couple of times, you know, theater I'm involved in. I haven't gone to the multiplex, though, since uh, uh, COVID. I haven't. Uh, yeah. And I saw I saw Tony Tenet. That's it. I, they, yeah, I actually Tenet, suspended I saw the theater I'm at. So, yeah. So, uh, well, let's talk about some other movies coming down the pike here. Um, we're going to get to Gerard Butler in a bit because he is part of Fast Five. Believe it or not, he's having a but will, will we get will we get huge applause when I, we, I, I don't know. It, it might be tough finding that one movie that pops to mind. However, his series Angel Has Fallen continues. Chuck, tell us about Night Has Fallen. Uh, well, you know, he has uh, he, he did uh, he plays this character. Mike Benning. Is yes. it Mike Benning? Mike Benning? Mike 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 Benning? Mike Banning, 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 Mike Banning. Banning. Mike Banning has already been a trilogy. These movies have made money. You had Olympus, you had London, you had Angel. Now they're going to do Night is Falling. Why? Five hundred million, all three it, together. Five hundred million dollars, and, and it's they're profitable, and people like them, and they play very well in the after after theater life of cable. They play very well, yep. and they have good repeatability. Well, uh, he's and, Night is Falling. And who doesn't love some me, some Gerard Butler, Gerard Butler and his other movie, Greenland is going to get go right to streaming next month. The disaster movie we talked about. And he's got another movie in the works yeah. called The Plane Chuck, where he's going to play a pilot that uh, has to make an emergency Lansing commercial jet. And uh, he lands in a, a war zone uh, in a country with a war zone. He has to protect everybody on the plane. So these he keeps churning out. He did that submarine thriller a couple years back. He's sort of getting the roles Bruce Willis would have got if Bruce Willis was well, 20 years younger. Listen, no? how, how how excited are you about that trailer I sent you this week called Breach, starring Br- uh, Bruce Willis in an alien movie, Outer Space. Chuck, like I said to you in the text, the rents do. The rents always do. Hey, you know, it's really interesting. I, I hope one day they do a documentary of exactly how all this works. Nicholas Cage, Bruce Willis, John Cusick. Now you're getting um, a lot of other talent getting involved. Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane. In this, in this world of, you know, fly him out, shoot for a weekend, put their name on the poster, box cover, whatever, sell it, you know, using their their their, their name. And yes, yeah, some, some of these movies, they do have a decent amount of screen time, but they're basically schlock. Um, and it is perplexing. We've we, we've talked about this so much so much in the last few years. I don't get it, but it is what it is. It, it does pay the bills. You don't think Nicolas Cage's latest called Jiu-Jitsu is going to get that uh, people back to the theaters, Chuck? That's not the I one. No, I don't. Uh, it's so still, sad. Nicholas Cage is a is in a really unique cult talent. Now that's what he is. I mean, yeah, it's hard to believe that's the guy, the, the star of Con Air and The Rock and. You know, winning an Oscar for for it, I would for, say uh, even, leaving Las Vegas, and we've talked it. Uh, yeah, not only that, but honeymoon in Vegas, the goofy comedies he used to do too, and even National his, Treasure, big trip. Yeah, National Treasure, Tran- Disney uh, made m- tons of money for Disney. Can you go back into the into this big studio? I don't think you could go. I don't think when you're that deep, when you're that deep, is Nicolas Cage is in in this you know schlock B movie world, cranking out paycheck after paycheck. I don't, I don't think you could go. I don't think you could go back into well, the big E-list studio world, can you? No. Well, and you go to the other guy too, Travolta. I don't think you brought help. He's one of those guys too. He's starting to do it too now. He's starting to do it. He's been doing it too. I know. These guys. It's uh, interesting. And you know, it wasn't that long ago. Knowing was in theaters, made a lot of money, and, and Cage and was above Cage, the title. And I it's mean, a great awesome movie. is is Big Daddy and Kickass. I loved him in those. Yeah, movies. it wasn't that, that long ago. But when you're no, making no. four of these movies a year, it's different if you're making one and it nobody. But he's making four of these movies a year. You can't take him seriously in anything. When it, and he's also making a movie about himself making these movies. I mean, <laughs> how do you take Nick Cage seriously? And I love him. I wish it would. Work. I do too. Yeah, I, I wish it would work. I mean, what's what? I mean, thank God the studios don't let him do a Con Air two with the character and 
and totally bastardize one of his earlier films. He at least he hasn't done that yet. Um, so we'll see what happens. The best thing Bruce Wallace has done in the last 15 years are the diehard commercials, w- battery commercials that he just released. <laughs> That's I mean, what are we it doing? Here? It was pretty entertaining. It wasn't bad. Um, all right, Chuck, uh, some uh, another movie news. The only other one I brought I saw that p- piqued my interest was the fact that Zack Snyder said that he only shot four minutes for the new Justice League movie um, before saying, uh, yeah, that's it's not going to work for me. Um, I, I don't know. What does know. that mean? What does that mean? I, I just I just think it means that this movie's going to go by the wayside eventually. Is that what he said? I didn't realize that. I mean, he talked about in in infusing Catwoman with Carla Jugina, right? Uh, yeah. Is Catwoman like what? So I, I I'm I'm confused. Like how much? Like how much footage does he have? And he what says only he- four minutes. So I don't know what that adds to the movie. What? I, why? I are, either. Uh, why, why are we? Uh, I don't know. I hate these guys. It just. Develop another project, release it in theaters. Why do you get so bogged down in one project, like, i.e., James Cameron, where you, you totally, like, when was Zack Snyder? But, I mean, but, but they have contracts signed where uh, Ben Affleck has signed a contract with HBO Max to, in, this, in this Zack Snyder universe to do more, you know, Batman. I, I guess they have plans to expand the, 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 the Snyder you know, Justice League world uh, on on in the HBO Max format. Four hour miniseries planned for HBO Max in, in 2021 for the Justice League. Again, the movie was long enough. I'm sure he's got a lot of deleted footage. And if he's only adding four minutes to the film, you're a sucker if you go out and buy HBO Max to watch this. I know you will. Well, no, uh, no, 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 no. Because uh, when Josh. Um, What's his name? Who did the Josh? Uh, who did the Avengers? The director. Oh, the 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 Avengers movies was uh, uh, Whedon, right? Josh yeah, Whedon. Josh, okay, Josh Whedon. So when Snyder parted ways with Warner Brothers, his 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 kid, um, his kid died, and they said, yep. "Yo, he has to leave the project." They bring in Josh Whedon. He basically what Whedon did is he took the cast, he refilmed the whole movie, so. Snyder's cut is complete. He says it's like 98, 99% all new fo- all footage that we never used. So basically it's almost like what they did with the, um, the last exorcist movie. Remember when they, they yeah. basically cut, yeah. they cut two different movies off using the same bone of, of, of the script. So we all going to get something very different than was released in the completely different. No, I, I, I just, to me, just four minutes of extra footage. I, I think sort of a bummer i would have loved to see him put film a lot more than that uh, i don't know well, again, i got some other i got some other stuff michael bay uh is going to direct the action thriller called the ambulance jake gyllenhaal is going to be the star gyllenhaal is signing on to do a lot of uh streaming stuff too yeah it's a shame i mean he's a, well not a shame i mean he's, i watch streaming is more than anybody so if i get to see more jake gyllenhaal i'm not going to complain because he's always good to see him in an action movie would be even better, to be honest with you. I, I got one other thing, which in terms of box office studio release, Universal says they are going to release uh, Tom H- the, the, the Paul Greengrass movie, News of the World, starring Tom Hanks. Uh, internationally, Netflix is going to uh, spearhead that international release, and it appears they will release that film in December here domestically. Uh, so it appears that movie is going to get a, a domestic release as, as long as theaters are open. Open. Yeah. So they've yeah. made it appears they've made a conscious decision to uh, do that. And I just want to bring up one other thing. Um, it, it, it's it's not movies. It is somewhat TV. But, you know, Alex Trebek pa- passing away. And I just want to ask you a question and told him because I have some really cool memories in terms of game shows and game show hosts. What are your memories of game shows growing up? What, what did you like? Oh, well, I loved uh, there's really to me, there were three. That one I did like yeah. a lot, Alex Trebek. Uh, to me, the Dawson Family Feuds is what I grew up on. Um, and uh, Wheel of Fortune. Price is Right. I will, uh, every day I would watch yeah. that, too, with you know, Bob when Barker. I, when, I, when I was a kid in elementary school, long time ago, I used to come home, and at 3.30, I think it was CBS, the match game we used yeah. to be on. Match with game. With Rayburn. Oh, and, I remember uh, when it went prime time, too. Richard Dawson. Yeah, uh, with Charles Nelson Riley, Jane Summers. I, I, I love that show, and, and yep. he was really that was Gene Rayburn was a really funny 
just enjoyable host. I love I love the match game. Well, the double entendre blanks, and then yeah, it, they were fun. And it they did get a prime time run too. Remember ABC put it on yeah. in, in prime time. And I, I like the original Hollywood Squares a lot with Peter Marshall. I thought yeah. that was an well. Awesome you were always game. a big you were always a big George Goble fan. I know growing up. So. <laughs> Absolutely, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, well to me, played, but you know, I, I, I remember. Played, you know, he could have played. He could have played Wilbur and Beyond the Sun. He probably could have. Yeah. and said, "No, I think so." I would have played. Uh, I w- I actually remember Alex Trebek hosting Concentration back in the wow. day. That was a great show on. What, uh, what about a hundred thousand dollar pyramid with Dick? Clark? Oh, I like Dick that. Clark. Yeah, I mean, uh, grew up on that stuff. But Bob Barker and. And and to me, the Price is Right. I I mean, yeah, I that was great. That was a. Uh, but I mean, iconic. those guys. Those guys. Very important in the in the in the annals of pop culture in this country. A lot of these game shows and the hosts. And, and then you know, it was, one, it, it, I got to tell you, it was a lot of fun when Richard Dawson got the villain role in The Running Man. That was yeah. some inspired casting and he killed it. He's awesome in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. None of these guys ever really crossed over. Bob Barker, very funny and happy Gilmore, too, with mm-hmm. the fight scene on the golf course. Um, but the, but I, I mean, Alex, Alex Trebek did that for 37 years, Mike. Think yeah. about it. Eight, over like 8,400 episodes. Of Jeopardy, he's incredible. And the last one will air Christmas Day, which is uh, almost fitting. I'd like to see Ken Jennings get that job and and run with it. I heard last you. night they're looking at Lavar Burton. Really? I heard George yeah. Stephanopoulos is kind of lobbying yeah, he, for the well, job he too. That doesn't mean he'll get it though. No. Um, uh, but yes, iconic to say the least, uh, uh, for sure. Um, Chuck, we're going to get to Vince Vaughn's career in a second, but let's get to our Fast Five career here. Um, sure. I, I give uh, Chuck. Uh, actor, actress, and then he tells me the first movie that pops to mind. The cat's out of the bag already. I did bring up Gerard Butler. Uh, Gerard Butler, who is a year older than me, 51 years old and still going strong. Um, I, I guess it's the original Mike Banning for me, and the, I did yeah, enjoy Angel Has Fallen. Yeah, me too. I remember the first time I saw him in Timeline, that uh, Paul Walker sci-fi movie. I had read the book. It's a Michael Crichton well, book. He, he, his career took off and it, it, with, with that with 300. Yeah. But, it, you know, it, it's so what is that? They use a process on the actors. So you don't, you know, it's their likeness. Yeah. Yeah. It's not animated. It's something different. But uh, I mean, I like that film, but we have a uh, we. We have a uh, an episode in the can where I just utterly destroy most of the movies that he's come out with. So if you want to go back, one. I mean, his romantic comedies uh, are as atrocious as as they'll ever at all ever come down the did pike. The breakup with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Maron, what a bad movie! And the one we did with uh, with uh, the girl. Is that, was that Italian? Up. Was that Italian? Yeah, that was Italian. All right, okay. Okay. let's move on. A very appealing actor, Chuck. That I, I've liked in pretty much everything I've seen him in. In fact, yeah. I was watching Crimson Tide the other day. I was surprised to see him. As one of the uh, as one of the uh, submarine uh, kids on the on the sub, um, Steve Zahn, a uh, great actor, good character actor, who is, uh, believe it or not, 53 years old. Is he really? Yeah. I remember first seeing him in Reality Bites way back when he played their gay friend. Um, yeah. To me, uh, I love that little thriller called A Perfect Getaway. Yeah, um, it's a nice movie. It's a real good movie written and directed by David. It's, Tui. A, it's a good flip. Yeah, they have a good twist too. I like that movie. And he's funny. He's funny a lot. In uh, you know, he's in Joyride too. He's you and Joyride. I are both fans gonna, of that. That popped in my head too. I actually liked him opposite with the uh, what's his name, Martin Lawrence in National Security. I thought that was a decent movie. Very yeah. recognizable face. You say his name. I don't know if anybody's gonna say, "Oh yeah, that guy." But who right. could forget his role with Saving Silverman with Jack Black and Neil Diamond? Chuck love that stupid comedy. So okay. Steve's on. How about Whoopi Goldberg, Chuck, who is 65 years old? Is it Ghost and it begins and ends there? Sister X is, is a big one, too. Did you enjoy her? Uh, I remember when Beverly Hills Cop 2 came out. Yeah. Siskel and Ebert absolutely, especially Ebert, ripped it to shreds. Yeah. And he actually recommended the movie should have been more like Fatal Beauty. Remember that she had a starring role as a cop in that f- film? She I- did, listen, she... Whoopi Goldberg had a one one woman show on Broadway, which was acclaimed. That's how she really got kickstarted in the limelight, and she did the color purple. And what they did is they just they took her talent and they just canned one of those comedies one after the next. Jumping Something, Jack Flash, Jumping Jack Flash, yeah. and uh, that, I think that was directed by Penny Marshall. Actually, yeah, right? it was actually it was. I mean, not you know, not such a great movie. 
But Sister Act was a big hit. It was a very entertaining film. And obviously, Goshi won an Oscar, her, her, one of our Oscars, Best Supporting Actor. Uh, actress, and um, that, was, that was a really good role. Very funny in Rat Race, an underrated comedy, too. And then I remember, cast. you know, speaking of game shows, she syndicated, got the rights to Hollywood Squares. Oh, she, cool. That was a center square. Well, remember, she was center square for the longest time, right? Yeah, but she that. produced it and owned the rights to it. So who she was made the, a lot of point off that. Who was, the, uh, who was the host when she was center square? Was it Bergeron? Nope. Who was it? Well, maybe it was Bergeron. You might be okay. right. I was thinking John Davidson, but it might have been Bergeron. Okay, I think it was Bergeron. Yeah, it was a little bit later on. Pete, uh, 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 Tom Bergeron, always appealing Tom Bergeron, uh, Dancing with the Stars. All right, Chuck. Uh, Joe Montaigne, a great character actor, uh, 73 years old. That's hard to believe. Remember, he's really good in Godfather Part 3. You know, we always rave about Andy Garcia. He's got a small role in that, too, as the bad guy. He's pretty good in that. I say Joe yeah. Montaigne. Is there something that pops to mind? Well, Godfather 3 popped in my popped in my. You, you got to give me a couple of his films, though. Well, a couple. He's been in a, a ton of I them. Know, I, I know. loved uh, the the uh, this the uh, chess movie with the searching for Bobby Fisher. I thought yeah. he was he the yeah. dad in that. It was mm -hmm. TV show. I don't know if you've ever watched his TV show. Uh, what was he? Criminal Minds. Is that the one he does? Been on a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he was in Bugsy. Uh, I'm trying to find something here for you, my friend. Uh, All right. I'll go go for the three. <laughs> All right. Last but not least. And this is for a total indulgence for Chuck and I. Not many people know who Tom Atkins is, but Tom Atkins turns 85 years old this weekend. Believe it or not, Chuck, I, Tom I, Atkins, I, I profiled him on my other radio spot. I 85. know most, most people, they may not know who he is, but he worked with Carpenter. He was in Escape from New York. He was in The Fog. And uh, he starred in Halloween 3, which is probably his claim to fame in terms of starring roles. I like him. And of course, Night of the Night Creeps. Night of the Creeps, too. How's, yeah. How about this infamous line? I got good news and bad news. The good news is your dates are here. The bad news is, Mike, tell them. They're dead. They're dead. I mean, awesome. <laughs> He's awesome. His line delivery in Night of the Creeps, that character. Fits him like a glove, man. He's he's really good. How dark I, love was, him in, I love him in Halloween. I love him in the fog, too. I loved him in Halloween 3. We talk about yeah, how too. underrated that movie is. Uh, he plays a doctor, Chuck. Halloween 3. You know, you know. let's just... I know we bounce into a lot of stuff. Let's go back. You got uh, Halloween 3, right? The idea was to do an anthology story set at Halloween where they use the Halloween music. Right. So many people just... Hated it. Hated. Oh, hey, oh, you know, where's Michael Myers? Where's Michael Myers? But if they would have turned one of those out, let's just say every two years for five years, those movies would have gained a lot of traction. Because as long as you have the Halloween music in it, yeah. right? Yeah. It it would work. It would have worked. I think it I think it turned off so many fans, they just stayed away from it. They 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 knew that they And I know, you know, Halloween three, you know, Cisco and Eber really took a shot at it because you know, some of the violence was a little over the top, a little bit and a little cruel. It was some bit. of it was a little cruel, but uh, I, I enjoy that movie at Halloween time. And, and I, I love his central performance in that movie is uh, is Dr. Dr. Callis. Right. I yeah. Think it is. And by the way, he's 47 at the time. And he and he and he kind of hooks up with a very young girl. And it's yes. a little that's a little off putting watching it. On no, this day and age. But God, good for him. Uh also, it's a testament that how good move that movie is. Chuck. He was born he was born in Pittsburgh. I still, I still, I think he still lives in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yep. 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 And many the the testament to that film is is that it still holds up and people still watching it and they like yes. it now. You know, yep. so there's a reason it's popular. I actually now. love the scene when Doctor uh, when Colonel Cochran, the villain in the movie, who's really good. Uh, Dan O'Hillary. Oh, he's awesome in that yeah. movie, and uh, he's also infamous for the last Starfighter that actor. Well, he's also infamous when, for, when, for the great puts, scene in uh in RoboCop when he fires his employee. Absolutely. I love when that puts, scene. When he puts a mask on Tom Atkins and, and sits him down and he's watching the original Halloween movie, Carbon is from 78. I love that scene. That's a yeah. really awesome scene. But it's also one of those uh, James Bond scenes, too, where it's like, well, why aren't you just killing this guy? Wait, yeah, I know. <laughs> you're going to well, give him a chance to you know, escape. It, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't work. That way. Doesn't doesn't really make too much sense. But uh, maybe some people might think we went on a little long with Tom Atkins. So. But if you grew so. up when we did and you love John Carpenter, mm -hmm. uh, Tom Atkins is the is the man. In fact, he's got a That's couple. Great. 
He's got a couple of movies. Still working. He's still working. He's still working. So, um, all right, Chuck. Oh, also still working. Let's let's switch our attention to Vince Vaughn. A very appealing actor. Very very tall actor too, um, which makes it a little off putting sometimes with the actresses he plays with. Um, he's fifty years old, same age as me, and he's been around he's for, okay. for forever, Chuck. Yeah. Um, and of course, I think we all remember his debut. You know, it's funny is I, I, I heard uh, I read an article. It's is is freaky. The resurgence of Vince Vaughn to no, me. I I, never I, felt, I, no, that's not a fair analogy. I, I never felt like he went like his career's maintained momentum. Well, here, pretty- here's the thing. He, sh- he made a decision because his movie started to fail at the box office. So I guess he, he, he changed casting agencies, which is uh, not abnormal in the business. And he's and he's and he made a conscious decision to try to do some more dramatic stuff and stuff different than just comedy because when you start to get up in your upper forty, Jim Carrey's had this issue, you know, when you're doing the yeah. goofy, when you're doing the goofy stuff like Jim Carrey did, once you get upward to fifty, you know, the audience doesn't look at it the same. No, so uh, so so you know he's he he has tried to reinvent himself in different ways, but I do remember Jurassic Park, Lost World. Uh, Nick well, let's Mano. get to it. We'll get to it in a second. I'm going to go right. back farther than that to 93, where really he kind of makes his debut and he actually meets John Favreau. Okay. They, yeah. They become partners in the movie. Rudy. He's the guy that, that, you know, catches the touchdown at the end. He was kind of a jerk throughout the entire film, almost unrecognizable because yeah. he's so young in it, but that's Vince Vaughn and Rudy. I know. And he's real good in it. And just short yeah. scenes as he's in. I love, well, Rudy's a perfect film, Mike. There is, is. No bad, there is no bad scene in Rudy. And a Great real movie. good movie right out of the gate when he meets John Favreau. And I'm a huge fan. Both of them become stars with Swingers. Yeah. It comes out in 1996 where you really get the manic intensity, uh, quiet, quick pace. This is Vince Vaughn. We're going to know for the next 30 years in Swingers uh, over the top and crazy. Yes. And he, yes. he, he kind of trademarked that character for the rest of his life in Swingers, which is a very, very funny movie. I agree. And then and I, I liked him. I like, I mean, Vince Vaughn has a likability uh, that's still, I, I still, I still like him now. I like him in his early work. You brought up Jurassic Park the next yeah. year. People will forget that he's part of the Jurassic Park world. Vince Vaughn was in the lost world. Go back and watch cool, that movie cool again. If they brought him back. That'd be interesting to be honest. That would, with you. I wonder if they thought, I wonder if that entered their minds. Well, I got to be honest with you. Watch The Lost World again. He plays a predominant role in the first hour and 20 minutes of that film. Kind of disappears at the. Here's a question. And I, we, we uh, you know, during COVID, we brought back all we brought back three, uh, three of the Jurassic Park films, original Lost World, Jurassic World. So I'm watching Lost World. I like that film. Yeah, it grows on. Yeah, you. It really has grown. I, on I you. like that film. Yes, it's darker. It's it's uh, it doesn't have the sense of overall fun that the original Jurassic Park did because you you pull Sam Neill out of the equation, so you get something a little different. It's scarier but, though. There's no doubt it, about it. It's it scarier is, than it's, the original. It's scarier. I, I think it's I think it's I think it's very solid. I love this. I actually love the stuff in San Diego. People said, "Oh, it's oh I did too." And, I, I love that stuff. And but the thing is, when 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 uh, Ian Malkin, uh, Jeff Goldblum, and, and Julianne Moore's character get off the island, go to San Diego. Vince Vaughn's character just disappears yeah, from the film. Yeah. He's just gone. And I think I that was a mistake, that. too. Yeah, I, I the, mean, it doesn't make sense why you would do that. Yeah. It's not like he's a, just a little supporting character. He's a major part in that. No, movie. he's got some real good scenes, too, opposite the poachers, too, where he's he get, you know, and he's the guy that makes the call to get the people to come. I mean, he's, he's got a predominant role, and he's as big as of the three. Like, if you could put his name above the title, but it's almost like we only have him until the 30th this month. And we yeah. got to film all that other stuff next month. So he's not going to be in the San Diego part. And it's a shame. Because, it is interesting. Um, after that, he would do a couple small dramas, uh, one called The Locust, one called uh, A Cool Dry Place, Return to Paradise, where uh, he would star with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. I like that movie. And Hayes is a good movie. Uh, I like Clay, that movie. Clay Pigeons. It's the late 90s. It kind of gets into a lull form as far as studio pictures go. Uh, Chuck, he's making these smaller films and kind of just building up his resume a little bit, but, you know, and, and getting some uh, smaller films to move the the uh the you know the pay the rent as we talked about right. earlier then a so, very interesting choice um in 1998 a very interesting choice for this movie to even be made um it's gus van zandt's remake identical remake to psycho where he plays norman bates now 
he's in a terrible position here, Chuck, because he's he re- just basically redoing an iconic role, literally redoing an iconic Same role. script too, word for word, word for word, scene for scene. Um, it's hard to it's hard to review this type of movie because anything that's wrong with it is not anybody's in the cast's fault. The movie probably should have never been made. Here, it shouldn't have been made. Here's the problem. What makes the original Psycho work is, I guess you had to really see it in a theater, not knowing what was going to happen, right? And mm-hmm. it's a different culture. It's a different culture. You didn't have slasher. You didn't have shock. You didn't have, uh, uh, you didn't have horror porn. You didn't have any of this stuff, right? So when, uh, when Janet Lee enters the shower and she's getting stabbed to death at the, you know, the 40 minute mark, and they take out the major character in the film. That was shocking. You didn't see that yeah. in 1960. It's like, holy smoke, like what in the world's going on here? So then you remake it word for word. It's like, okay, uh, other than the novelty, what, what's and it's the a point? novelty, it's just, it is a pointless endeavor. Not that he's bad in the film. He's fine in the film. Yeah. And Anne fine in the film. It just, it just is sort of flat. And uh, it, it just like, I, I remember going to a theater and watching it. And it was like, uh, I like it to a point because it is what it is. But yeah, it is. It, it, it is it's hard to expect but, anything but, but new. But it was unnecessary. Um, and I did not like his next movie where he reteamed with John Favreau. I think he took his manic persona from from uh, from Swingers and went over the top in a movie called Made. Him and John Favreau as would be gangsters. Peter Fox in it as well. I did not like that movie at all, Chuck. I just to me it was a little too vulgar. Wasn't as uh, original and as fresh as Swingers, so I was disappointed in Made, and then I was extremely disappointed in 2001, where he starred opposite John Travolta in a movie called Domestic Disturbance. This movie, it, it's it, interesting how he goes from comedy to uh, to drama, what, hardcore drama too. He's the bad guy in this movie. I know He's a killer he is. in this movie. I know he is. Uh, and and Travolta, this was like Travolta's trying to be last hurrah to do a studio film, be above the title, and have people like it. I did, nobody went to see it, Chuck. It kind of, it kind of, you know, just bowed out, um, and it's you forget that it's part of Vince Vaughn's resume. Now, the very next movie he would do would get him back on the scene and make really superstars out of him and Will Ferrell in the extremely funny, one of the funniest movies of all time, Old School, which is just a classic comedy of the early two thousands. Chuck, you know, you think of Caddyshack in the eighties, you think of all these movies. This Old School for me is the Caddyshack for that generation. Yeah, I agree. Hysterical movie. Everybody's great in it. Every scene is funny. And Vince Vaughn perfects his character. Of- and it, and you, so he gets a hit here. Huge hit. He gets he gets some breathing room. He does. And he gets some momentum. He does. Again, after this, he does Starsky and Hutch, another quasi hit with uh, Owen Wilson. He plays the bad guy, Owen Wilson and uh, and Ben Stiller, of course. And then he teams up with Ben Stiller again. And I remember people saying that this is the funniest script they've ever read. You think dodgeball really is anybody going to go? And this movie becomes a cult classic. Chuck, it's funny, man. It's funny. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. I mean, there's some classic scenes. I agree. You can can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. You can dodge a wrench. Um, Everybody's funny in this movie. And he holds it. He's you know what he becomes, Chuck? He becomes Bill Murray. He becomes the glue to all the manic characters around him in a movie like like stripes and stuff like that. He's almost a straight man for all these lunatics around him. And there's a lot of lunacy in this film. Oh my God. I mean, they're, walk, look, you, you, they're, they're literally walking the edge. Cause when you, when this is on paper and you go, okay, we're going to film this. You got to have trust in the material. You got to go, you got to go balls to the wall. And then they did it. it. It's a really good movie. Funny, funny movie. Funny, uh, Very rewatchable too. And there's very, a reason and that's why. What, and I love movies that are rewatchable. And Justin Long is hysterical in that movie yeah, too. Yeah, really uh, good. He's really good. Uh, he was very good in Be Cool, although Be Cool was not a good movie, Chuck, in 2005. The, the, the sequel to Get Shorty. He's yeah. the bad guy. Um, he's got good rapport with The Rock. Rock's really funny in this movie. But, it, you know, John Travolta just couldn't get that magic back for Be Cool. Just it wasn't as good of a script as Get Shorty. Uh, great. Uh, I thought he was very good in a movie that nobody knew he was going to even be in, where he plays uh, the, the uh, employer of uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He is Brad Pitt's boss, and he's got a couple of really good scenes in that movie, Chuck. People forget. It's Mr. interesting Smith- how casting directors looked at him and used him. Yep. Yeah, they, they, they knew what they were doing. Well, when they, they, were know, getting- they know he can act. Yeah, they know it can they, be funny, and they know it can be serious, and they know it can be something in between. And you know the energy he's going to bring to every scene. And right. talk about energy! 
the teaming with him and Owen Wilson in Wedding Crashers is uh, monumental. Really? This, yeah. this, this movie has stood the test of time as one of the great comedy classics. Now, I don't think it's as funny as but Dodgeball you know or Old yeah. School, but some people do. Here's what's interesting, where we bring up, okay, reinventing how many hits or misses you have. Look at Owen Wilson was red hot. And, and when's the last time Owen Wilson's had a movie? Right. 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 I mean, that's, that's the way the industry works. And Pete, and don't forget, we get really introduced to Bradley Cooper for the first time. He's in Wedding Crashers, almost unrecognizable with the, all the weight he has on. Uh, Rachel McAdams, very appealing in that film as well. And Chuck, there's been a lot of recent talk about teaming these two up again and getting yeah. these characters back on screen. That would be fun. And of course, sure the hyster- it. hysterical uh, cameo by Will Ferrell in that movie, too, is the mom with the meatloaf and really funny stuff uh, The the next movie I was I had high hopes for Chuck. Uh, I didn't like it. I thought it was a bit of a flop. He brings up uh, Peter Billingsley, his good buddy. Remember, Ralphie is one of his best friends from Christmas yeah. story. They work together a lot. Um, and then they made the movie The Breakup with Jennifer Aniston. Chuck, I just didn't think. It was funny enough. This movie actually becomes very dark, a lot of scenes, and I just didn't laugh enough for me to, I don't know, neither one of the characters were appealing enough for me to get through an hour and a half of the breakup. Yeah, I agree. Um, Fred Claus, another miss to me. I thought Here's the thing. It's a miss, but like all Christmas movies, it plays every Christmas, right? Yeah. It does have some scenes of real entertainment value. So some of the parts I like a lot, but as a whole, it's a misfire. I think Paul Giamatti is the best thing in that film. And there are moments that there are moments the the, the, the elf dancing scene. Uh, I, I some of it's fun. I thought the creators some made of it a big. Is not. The, I think the creators made a big mistake out of superimposing real actors onto Maybe. onto elves, and it just was awkward. I didn't like that, and. Uh, it didn't have the heart. Now, I thought his next movie, which was another Christmas movie, was better. Four Christmases, where he's teamed up with Reese Witherspoon again. They were planning yeah. on going on a big trip. That gets canceled, so they have to go visit all their four families. Really funny scenes with Robert Duvall and John Favreau when they're visiting his dad's house. Um, and Reese Witherspoon, apparently, these two really didn't get along well making the movie, but it didn't show, okay. Chuck. I thought Four, Four Christmases, despite the lack of it feeling like a Christmas movie, was a funny film. Uh, I agree. It was definitely better than uh, the other one. Um, and then when you're teaming up with your buddies again to go out on a couple's retreat, uh, so let's, yeah. film, let's film a movie out in the islands. Uh, why not? Uh, everybody's that's appealing they, that's here. What, that's what they call a throw. But, you know, it's a throwaway. But when it comes on cable, I, I can watch it. Well, Chuck, think of the stars in this movie. Tell me who is not a likable star. Vince Vaughn, Jason Bateman, John Favreau, Kristen Bell, Kristen. Who is going to offend anybody? Malin Ackerman. These are all recognizable faces in roles that they're just basically playing themselves. Of course. Beautiful settings and locations. Faison loves very funny in the movie as well. Uh, It. The movie's hard to offend anybody when you're I making agree. a movie that way. I agree. Uh, it's, it's, it's very watchable. Now, and a movie that listen, did, there's nothing wrong with that. No, no. Now, the, the next movie does offended a lot of people. Now, I didn't understand the hoopla. Look, it's not a good movie. But I remember when the dilemma came out with him and Kevin James and Ron Howard directed it. The uh, the 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 visceral from from uh, critics just ripped this movie apart. Chuck, they hated this movie. They despise this movie. I guess the whole premise is bad enough as it is, but I mean, it's not a good movie, but I didn't think it deserved half the critics going at it like they did. And I couldn't understand why. I don't remember it that much. I really don't. So I I, I can't really infuse an opinion. Well, he, uh, he, you know, him and Winona Ryder and, uh, and Kevin Jan. Yeah. It, it's very forgettable, but I just remember the critics really going at it. He team up again with uh, Ben Stiller, a very forgettable but very watchable movie called The Watch, where they play um, a neighborhood protection. I, I, I like that when it came on. I didn't see it theatrically, but when it came on cable, I was like, you know what? It held my attention. I was entertained. And it, yeah, the, the aliens and it's funny. And the, the, you, if you like Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn, uh, where could you go wrong? I mean, it's very lighthearted. Uh, I thought teaming up with Owen Wilson again. I thought the internship, another solid movie that um, they work at Google. Uh, of course, they're older than everybody else. I thought that was very funny. Again, yeah, I like he's, that ba- one. he's basically Bill Murray again in this film. A bunch of lunatics around him, including Owen Wilson. Um, 
and it works for me. That same movie, that same year, he's in Delivery Man, uh, where his sperm gets do- uh, right. donated to. That, that's what they call. Of- that's what they call a high concept comedy. High concept film. Chris Pratt is in that movie too. If you want to go back and watch that right. one, but again, you know, this is a good little run he's on here, Chuck. He's getting pretty major studio movies, one after the other after the other. Um, yeah. They're all making modest business. And then he gets uh, back to the dark stuff again. And everybody loved his turn in True Detective for HBO. I believe that was the second season of True, Dete- of True Detective. Woody Harrelson was in the first one. Um, and he would, he would do a great turn in a movie I know you're going to talk about right now. And I know you love. And that's Hacksaw Ridge. I love Seaman in that movie. I love that film. Uh, I thought that was the best film of that year. I thought Vince Vaughn did a good job in a dramatic role. It's dramatic, but, you know, there's still a Vince Vaughn-isms in there. You get a little bit of it. He plays a drill sergeant, right? It's a hardcore drama, but, yeah, I like, listen, I love that movie. That movie, when I remember when I was watching in the theater, and my favorite emotion of any emotion is exhilaration and adrenaline flow. And, man, in that last 20 minutes, I got those emotions in spades. And I was like, man, when that movie was over, I was like, I love this movie. Yeah. And I like Vince Vaughn a lot in that film. Yeah, not a lot of screen time, but when he's in it, he's really good in it. Um, the next movie is all him, Chuck, and I think it's one of his best performances that probably nobody has seen. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but his turn in Brawl in Cell Block 99 is absolutely fantastic. Shaves his head, gets into big-time shape, goes to jail, and just the trials and tribulations of what he has to go through to try to get out of jail. This movie is incredible, Chuck. I highly recommend it. It's a dark, dark movie, and it's he's almost unrecognizable in it as well because he really goes uh, balls to the wall here, and it, uh, I, I got to give him a lot of credit. Again, not a lot of people saw it, but he did get some critical praise for it, including myself right now. I'm not sure if you saw Brawl and Cell Block 99. I, I, know, I know it got raves. It was a small film. Primarily, you know, people watch it on streaming. I, I didn't say it. Yeah, it's really good. And then um, we wrap things up. Great turn on Curb Your Enthusiasm last season. He's really funny in that. But before we wrap things up with him, I did want to bring up he you know, a movie true, I know did, you he like. Also did, he also did True Detective season two, right? Yeah, I, I brought that up. Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I, I, right. I, yeah. I, I was a little, I, you know, I was. I so know you're focused. not off every once in a while here, but that's okay. No, I was <laughs> so focused on, the, on on what we were talking about next. I did. I, I liked his work on that show. Yes. Um. Good on Kirby Enthusiasm last year as well. I didn't say it. Also, before we wrap up here, you know, you think, all right, they signed Vince Vaughn to be goofy for a couple scenes and fighting with my family, the wrestling movie that came out last year. Uh, and you're like, I, I lo- you know, I, I love give him film. some screen time. It's Vince Vaughn. Throw him on screen. You no, watch the really movie. Good. He's got a character in that movie, Chuck. Oh, no, he, he's as good at that. If you like Vince Vaughn, you will love that movie and you will love him in that movie. Very, I love that movie. I, those that listen. When I grew up, when you grew up, when you used to go to the video store to pick out a box, a VHS box, okay, what am I going to watch? I, I heard of it. If you went to, if you took that movie and you kicked it into the 1980s and you went to the video store to pick up a box, a VHS, and watch that movie, that's one of those movies you'd watch 10 times fighting with yeah. my family. I love that film. Hard not to. All right. So if you're going to go back and just say essential Vince Vaughn, um, to me, it's Swingers. Old school dodgeball, wedding crashes, and then cell block ninety nine. Uh, I, I I can't. I, I would go with all of them. I haven't seen the last one, but yeah, I, I would agree. Chuck, could they get away? Because when old school came out, huge hit. There was talk of sequels after sequel. You know, they're going to go to um, spring break. They, they talked about maybe yeah. doing a sequel that way. That movie's seventeen years old now. Could they get away with getting those three characters together again and trying? They, one- they could, but you don't. It, it's hard to say how it would perform. You think I mean, they would after 10 years, you're recreating, you're almost looking or fishing for a new audience. You so if, to retain the old one to a point, but you got to fish for a new one. But That's why it. do they feel wedding crashers would work, but not an old school one? Is there a reason for that? I mean, until wedding crashers is, is actually greenlit. I don't know the answer to that question. I could don't know. We, could we see him as Peter LaFleur again in another dodgeball movie? You know, a couple of years ago, they did that charity thing um, that stream. You know for what? T- I, I, I think dodgeball is one of those movies where they caught lightning in a bottle. I don't think you're going to recreate that chemistry, whatever that is. It, it just works. Would I love to see him play Nick Van Owen in Jurassic World Dominion? Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I, Hell yeah. I, 
I, I, it's hard to argue with that. Uh, last but not least, in a perfect world, in a November release, um, this movie comes out. Maybe it would have gotten October release with a Halloween crowd, maybe. What do you think a movie like Freaky would have made? It's getting decent buzz, too. Could it, it could have did between 15 and 20. Opening weekend, right? Yeah. And then maybe 100, 150 overall, if it got lucky? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think That's it a little high? Way. Yeah, it it might be maybe 60, 70, but well, that would be considered very successful. And I wonder if the marketing push would have been different if it would have been more of a Vince Vaughn movie as opposed to how it's really being marketed now as a kind of a, a another like happy death day. You know, it's not really like, well, hey, I Vince think, Vaughn I, is listen, I, I think I think there's a certain amount of people who will watch a trailer and say, why is Vince Vaughn doing this movie? Yeah. Right. They will. Well, my first instinct when I saw the trailer was that. And then when I w- watched the whole trailer through, I'm like, you know what? This is actually kind of interesting. And it looks like he's bringing that kind of Vince Vaughn energy to a project you wouldn't normally see him in. I agree. Well, we'll see what happens with it. And of course, we'll see what happens in the future with all the movies uh, out there. Chuck. And, we, and I wish him nothing but the best because I, I am a fan. I like I am a, a huge, huge fan yeah. of Vince Vaughn. Uh, and by the way, the article uh, I brought the started the show with with him and and talking with Donald Trump in the video and everybody. Let me ask you a question. Do you think he would have been if you flash back to uh, 79? <laughs> Do you think? No. no. So you, intro- uh, you, you interrupted a very good yeah. point I was going to make. And no, you got a I mean, pigeonhole. Could he, have, could he have played Captain Michael Turner? No, he couldn't. Have, no, no. Okay. he's too All tall right. for that ship. All he's right. way too tall. But he did. Uh, he, he wanted to address the fact that he was in that video with Donald Trump. And he said, look, I was brought up that when you. You listen to everybody's opinion and what everybody says. I agree. You make I agree. Own, so why would I not talk to Donald Trump if uh, I'm sitting I, next I to him? I agree with him. I, I can't disagree myself. All right, Chuck. On that note, we will wrap things up and we will do this all over again next week. Mike, that was fun. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. by Federated Media Podcasts by Federated Media